Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters. It is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. And I got my felly named Ellie in the booth with me today. What's up? And then he got a fella that likes to rock yellow. And that's Tana Lopez. Hello, my brothers and my sisters. Now, if y'all been tuning in lately, hold on. If y'all haven't been tuning in, you need to quit sleeping on your boy. And you need to get tuned in, okay? But for those who have been tuned in, this is the third episode of our Honey Dip Lie series. And today we want to talk about a very popular topic that a lot of individuals deal with inside of church outside of church this everyday people every normal whatever you want to say people I don't think that word normal exists when we talk about people we all got defects and flaws and all that good stuff but that is nobody will understand now these are thoughts that we have fought if you're in depression if you're in anxiety, if you have been hurt, we tend to try to bottle those emotions of what we're feeling in. And when we do that, we fall victim often, too many times, to that lie that nobody will understand. Now, again, help me stay balanced here. You know, Tanner and Elliot, am I, am I crazy or, I mean, you know, do you see this? Have you dealt with it? Um, I guess I have. Um, yeah, I have because I've dealt with things, of course, you know, homosexuality, but a lot of other things, a lot of other issues that only the Lord knows about mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and I've had to learn to trust people or to open up to people more and be more vulnerable with people. So, the reason I call that a honey dip lie, because when you taste of it, or can I say when you fall victim to that mindset, it seems like it's good. Yeah. It seems like as long as I'm not talking to nobody, I'm okay. I'm in my safe place, I guess we could say, and I'll be all right. But really and truly, it gets deeper And it gets deeper and the chains get heavier and stronger. And it feels impossible for them to be broken. Yes, it does. And as you said about talking with people, that that is something that we don't like to do. Yes. Because we're already victim to that. I can't talk to nobody because they're not going to understand. And now... Y'all going to hear me say this a lot because this is what we do as people. We wear masks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the COVID mask either. I'm talking about the, the, there was a Christian artist and he said something on a song and I liked it. And he said, it's not a real smile if you're forcing it. And that's what we do. We know how to slap on that fake smile. We know how to slap on that fake joy. We know how to put a front. That's why I like to call Facebook front book because everybody got it together and everybody's happy and everything's all good on front book. But really and truly, if you look past that facade, you will see that there's some junk going on. You'll see that there's some brokenness going on. And I think that's maybe what's making it harder. 
I think social media is making it harder for individuals, especially young individuals, to open up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you get on there and you see the 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 perfect people. There you go. Yeah. You see the people that are not broken. You see the people that are, you know, it seems like they got the best camera in the world and they're on the best canyon or mountain or the best cannon in the world and they're taking the most glorious and glamorous pictures that you can ever find and everything seems like it's okay. And you look in your life and you look in the mirror and you say, it's not okay on my end. And then you see people in your family and then people in your church who are living it up, I guess you can say, and they're smiling, they're everything. And so here you are, you're taught at a young age and we are not you. We are taught at a young age to put on a front. We're taught at a young age, you know, to be happy and, you know, not to be angry. And I'm not telling it's okay. I know you will. The Bible says, anger and sin not you know so it's not shy of letting us know that we will fall into that what i'm saying we do as human beings as parents as teachers whatever you know position if you're dealing with children that you are you want children to be smiling i mean happy sorry and from that they even see it within us because i think we want to be macho man or we want to look like we got it all together too. Yeah. And so we're going to go on social media and we're going to put on this smile. We're going to put on this, you know, oh, look at my marriage. I love my honey and all this. And really the marriage is toe up from the flow up, but we don't want nobody to know, you know, so we're going to put on this front. And so it seeps into the children and from children, it goes into teenagers. And that's what really our main goal of this podcast is to help, Everybody, but our main target is to help teenagers, young Christians who feel that they can't talk about certain issues or are being lied to and trying to say that you are the only one that deals with these issues. And so what we're trying to do is to talk about these issues and understand that we deal with them too. Yeah, so I'm going to add on to that. I think that, I don't think, the devil's first tactic he uses whenever he tries to make us believe this is isolation. He tries to get us alone in our minds and our own rooms and focused on our phones, not focused on our Bibles or on our relationships with people, focused on our phones and consuming all that media. And then he tries to, he doesn't try. He does. He puts all those lies into our head that, you know, everybody got it together. You can't trust no one because you're the only one dealing with, right? Yeah, exactly. You're the only one dealing with that. Exactly. You're the only one that feels that pain. You're the only one that felt that abuse. You're the only one that went through that assault. Yeah. Only you. Only you. And so, I love how you said we, we get isolated. You know, if you read the Bible, you'll find out that there is something about unity. Why do you think that is? Because God wants us to be unified in one body. That's, that's crazy, right? I was I was thinking about this and I shared this a little bit with, with Tanner, but I'm gonna you know share this with, with y'all too and Elwood since he's in the house. I said I was just meditating, you know, on the Lord, on his word, and I realized, Brother Elliot, that God made Adam 
and he saw that it was not right for man to be alone. And what did you say the enemy's first step is to get us where? Alone. Why? Because when we're alone, we can't stand for very long. Because what did he, he, he create, Adam? A what? A helper. A help me. A helper. Somebody to assist him. And the first thing that we believe is that keep it to yourself. We're not, look, you're not hearing that. What you're hearing is nobody will understand. But what you need to know when that does come against you, that's AKA cut everybody off because they can't help you. Yeah. And that's the reason because something about unity, the Bible says that one could put a thousand and two, 10,000. You mean that I, just me simply adding another person makes me stronger. But when I'm telling myself that nobody will understand my hurt, what I'm doing is cutting off that help and I leave myself vulnerable. Now, if it's me and you, Elliot, you know, you got my back, I got yours, right? So we're going to stand back to back. You're looking back there, I'm looking behind you, right? We protect each other. Now, if I take you out, that means that I am now vulnerable behind me I can only see what's ahead of me I have to turn around to see what's behind me and then I make myself vulnerable from where I wasn't and now I become vulnerable and so yes your first step if you want to overcome these lies is you're gonna have to talk to someone all right so I've dealt with this personally talking with people is not my forte I'm kind of awkward and I'm a little socially end up there but yeah I was struggling with some things and the Lord had to tell me get out of your comfort zone you know you can't stay there because I saw this somewhere it said I don't know who said it but someone said I'd rather die trying to go forward than staying where I'm at because staying where I'm at does not do nothing to you it, it kills you and the Lord had to push me out of that isolationism and I want to say trust issues, but I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Well, I'm going to add some. I'm going to try to remember, okay? But I want to ask you this question. Why do you think it's so hard to talk to people? Because we're afraid of being judged. At least I am. Wow. And you, Elliot? I would say the same thing. We're afraid of being judged. Because in our mind, going back to the social media and everybody got it together, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to understand, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we don't want to talk to them. Because if I make myself, and this is what I'm, I was going to add, if I make myself vulnerable, mm -hmm. that means when I talk to somebody, I have to show them my weakness, and we don't want to do that, right? Because we, we're, we're front book. We got the front book app, and we got the front book mindset away from the app, and we got the front book personality. I used to be a rapper, people. Trust me, all that money and all them cars we talk about, we don't got them. You know what I mean? All them women we said we had, we didn't have them. I know what fronting is. I know how easy it is to go get a chain and put on a chain 
and that chain's actually sponsored because you're trying to get it. A, a, a jeweler is trying to get your average person to go to his shop because not that many rich people are going to spend their money on stuff like that. But the average person will because he's trying to get just like that rapper is. So I understand all this front street. And you don't want to make yourself vulnerable because you cannot be weak. There was a saying in the world we used to say, and it's ain't no mercy for the weak. Yep. Which is very contradicting when it comes to the Bible. Because there is mercy for the weak. Why? Because Jesus came for the lame. He came for the blind. He came for the sick. He came for the weak. And there's mercy for the weak. But we get this mindset. And so now I can't talk to nobody because there's no mercy for the weak. Because nobody's going to understand me. And everybody's going to judge me. And instead of building me up, they're going to cut me down. So it ties in with that isolation. Another reason why I need to stay isolated. Now, you had a question for me. And what was your question? So my question is, is there a limit to trust in someone inside of the church? Now, this goes for anybody, not just just people in your church. You got to understand, we got to get off this. We got to get off the gas about this. People are people, whether they're in church or out church, you're going to deal with people. Okay, so I'm not here trying to advertise. Oh, the church is a bad place, man. Any place is a bad place. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because people are there. This is simple as that. Okay. We're getting past that. There is going to be people that you can talk to and there's going to be people that you cannot talk to. Just because you talk to the first person about your problems and they do not help you does not mean that you stop. I love the Bible. I love the insight that it gives me, the understanding, the help. I mean, whatever, I can go on and on at what it does for me. But there is a, a, a certain part in the Bible where the Apostle Paul starts talking about gifts of the Spirit. And he says, they're different gifts, but the same Spirit. So what I'm saying is, is that person that you come talk, that might not be their gifting. But does not mean that there's not other people. So you have to understand that. That just because you reach out to the first person does not mean that they may, that, that may be your shot. Hey, look, this person's going to help me. They, not, they might not be it. They might say something stupid to you. Or they might say something ugly to you. But that does not mean that you just stop trying to reach out for help. Remember, they might not be drowning. You're the one that's drowning. And just because you're drowning, the first person that comes by you, and they, they, they can't help you because they never sw- help the person drowning doesn't mean the next person that comes doesn't know how, right or wrong. And you got to understand that you're the one that's drowning in these troubles, and you're the one that's drowning in the struggle. So whatever you have to do so you don't drown, you do it. I said, don't just allow that one person who couldn't help you just be the reason why you cannot get help anymore and you stay isolated. So I wouldn't say, is there a limit? I won't say that. I would just say, recognize that not everybody can help you. You know, and then when you do find that individual that can help you, don't set limits. Because remember, you're the one that got to deal with that junk. And you're the one that got to go to home. And when you go to sleep, you're the one that got to go to sleep alone. Mm-hmm. 
when's the last time you had you went to church and I mean the spirit of God is just moving on you and you just you just had a bad time? Uh, never. It don't happen. When does it happen? I I, I love the song by Brian T. It gets me every time because he says, "When the lights fade to black and the crowd goes home, let my life be to you, Lord, the most pleasing song." It's not when the it's not whenever we're around the brothers and sisters. It's not whenever the spirit of God's moving and people are getting delivered and they're getting breakthrough and they're they're getting salvation. They're, it's not when those times come. It's when we get alone. Jesus went in the mountain, and when did the devil try to tempt him? In the wilderness. When he was what? Fasting for 40 days. With who? Alone. You see that? Yeah. He was alone when he got tempted. You got to recognize, man, if the devil's going to try to tempt God himself alone, what makes you think us? We're ambassadors of Christ, but we're not Christ. Yep. You know, so even if he's going to try to get him to a place where he can be isolated and weak, 40 days of fasting, he would, he, look, if you're one of those that think that the divine flesh of Jesus Christ, I'm, uh, you ain't going to like this podcast, all right? Jesus had the same flesh me and you got, okay? Yes, he did. If Jesus' flesh was divine, then the woman would have reached out and touched his flesh, not his robe, okay? I'm just trying to help somebody in case you're trying to believe that junk, mm-hmm. all right? Every person that, that God had smacked him, remember, that punched him before they crucified him, he would have been healed because that was holy flesh he touched. No, it was flesh like me and you. So it was weak like me and you. Remember, we talked about temptations and what did the Bible say to temptation? He who suffered temptation is able to deliver us when we're suffering. Why? Because he understands how it feels. Yes. How is he going to understand what we feel if his flesh was divine? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm getting off that rabbit trail, okay? Y'all get me all <laughs> pumped up in this podcast, okay? So either way, Jesus was weak just like me and you. Vulnerable. Like me and you. And the devil tried to tempt him. And so, yes, we're going to get tempted at our lowest point when we're alone. And that's what I'm trying to get you to recognize. But you are the one that's eventually going to have to end up alone. And that's when you got to start understanding. That these things are going to try to flood your mind. And they're going to try to get you to that point of loneliness again. But it's when... You get around people that are like-minded. It, it, it's essential to be around like-minded people. There's something I stress to my youth group, and, and I hope they get it. Don't expect to hang around with dogs and not get fleas. That's just the bottom line. Don't expect to hang around with people who are negative and think that you're going to be positive. It don't work that way, honey. I wish it did. It don't. One thing that helped me in this walk with God is I had to get out of the environment that I grew up in. Not hating on them and not saying no. But I had to get away from some things. If I wanted to get better, I I understand I had to cut some things off and I had to get around like-minded people. So if I'm chilling with people who believe the same lie, I'm not going to overcome this lie. I need to find the people that are able to help me. And that's why we need to stay unified. And that's why I understand and I can see why God would stress that so much. 
that we need one another. He didn't think that it was right for man to be alone. He doesn't think that it's right for you to be fighting these things alone. We need to help one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to bring each other up. You know, we got to, you know, you know what the trip I've been on right now? And I go through some trips in my Christian walk, okay? The one trip that I've been on is it's time to start making footstools in your life. Remember, until his enemies become his footstools. That's what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. And we gonna we got to start making some footstools in our life is what I'm trying to say. The same things that used to defeat me are the same things that are going to teach me. So I used to be defeated by these things, but these thing, things that used to defeat me are going to be. And that's what the trip I've been on. It's time for me to start making some footstools. Not just in one this area. I need to start making them all areas of my life. But I'm no longer, I'm not going to be, I, I have to understand, look, a chain is only as strong as his weakest link. You know that, right? Yeah. I don't care how good looking it looks. If there is one weak link in that chain and we are trying to pull or pick up something, it's going to snap. The other ones will stay connected, but it's going to find that weak. But if we all become strong, we do this thing together, we work and we can pull things and we can pick up things that are way stronger and heavier than we are. Go ahead, Brother Tanner. What you got, man? So I wanted to add this in because I was praying the other day and the Lord just spoke, spoke this into me through the spirit. And here it goes. He told me that it doesn't matter how much Holy Ghost we have. If we oh, let me find it, let me find it. We can't fight anything. We can't fight everything alone. We have to have God and we have to have other people by our side because the Bible says that two can defend themselves and three will not be easily broken, but one can be easily overtaken, as you were saying earlier. And he wants us to be unified because he wants his bride to be unified in one body. Yeah, we got to come together. I understand the, the whole concept, you know, I used to listen to, like I said, rap, and I believe the lies of the rap, and you got that one deep mentality, oh, I'm one deep, I'm one deep, I'm one deep, well, you just say one deep. You know what blows my mind about that? What's that? That God himself would not be one deep. And he could have been. Why would he choose 12 people if we're supposed to have the mindset that, that we're supposed to be alone? Why would he choose 12 people? Because Jesus needed people too, even though he was God. Even though he was God. He didn't need them. Mm-hmm. But how would it be for a God? Of, you know what I love about Jesus Christ? What's that? He's a God of action. Mm-hmm. He's not just a word. There's many different beliefs, and all their God or whatever, you that that's what you want to call them, all they are is one of words. But Jesus Christ will become one of action. So, he, the way that he looks at how dare me try to tell people to be unified if I come to earth and I'm, uh, I'm isolated. Mm-hmm. But he, held, he became the prime, of, prime example of why we need to become unified. And so he will find 12 people to follow him. And even he had somebody in the group that didn't help him. You get what I'm saying? Back to what I'm trying to You got to understand not everybody's going to be able to help you. Yeah. But Peter was able to help him. And he found Peter and gave Peter the keys, right, to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But Judas, he couldn't do that too. So there's going to be some people that that are going to be able to 
assist you, and there's going to be some people that are not able to assist, uh, assist you. And even Jesus Christ found that one. That's why he would ask the answer. And Peter was the one that would give him the answer that he was looking for because he was looking for the right one. And that's what me and you got to understand. We got to find that right person. Again, just because Judas was a betrayer, and just because you might find somebody that's not able to help you, doesn't mean that you give up. Jesus didn't say, you know what, man? Judas is going to betray me. So I'm going to forget about the 11 other people that can help me because I'm going to be focused on this one person who can't help me. Mm-hmm. You know? That's like me taking mad because I lose $1 and I got 11 other in my pocket. I still got some. So I'm going to just throw the other 11 away because I lost one. But he didn't. And that's what we tend to do. And the reason I'm talking about that is because that's what we tend to do. The moment that we can't find it or the moment that one person comes and tries to rain on our parade, we let them defeat us. And we throw in the towel and we act like there's no hope. No. I'm trying to help you to understand that before you try to, to find help in, a, you know, your pastor or minister or brother or sister in the church. I want you to understand that there's, you know, there will be people. I don't want you to be blindsided. You know, don't be blindsided. You know, I think that's what helped the apostles in the book of Acts when oppression and opposition did come their way. You know, they understood that it was going to come, but they they had it in mind that they were going to go and fulfill what they needed to fulfill. And that's what I'm telling you. Remember, you're the one drowning and you need to get out of that water. So you do whatever it takes. And that's what they understood. They understood their mission. Yeah, I may be in this water, but I'm going to get out. And that's how they were able to get out of prison. They were able to get out of the persecution, everything that they were suffering because they weren't looking at that. And you don't look at the negative. Every time we start looking at the negative in our lives, we become defeated. Come on, we've been defeated by this too long. It's time for us to start speaking up. This is the reason why people sleep in so bad depression where they got to do self-harm. Because they're not, they're not speaking up. Because they're believing that lie that nobody's going to care. And nobody's going to understand. And I'm going to seem crazy and they're going to try to send me up. No. What's crazy is that there is people out there that is able to help us. But we're so focused on the people who can't help us. That in the end, we're the ones that soon suffer. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones that live in defeat. Go ahead, Tanner. The Bible says that offenses must come. So I, I like how you were saying that earlier. That um, there's going to be there's going to be people. There's going to be setbacks sometimes. There's going to be a Judas in our life sometimes. And Jesus didn't let Judas defeat the other eleven, like you said. Yeah. So I think that Judas even helped the eleven be a better a better disciple for God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand. Uh, uh, I got a young man I work with, and, you know, he's been through some things in life, and he can say, man, you know, I thought I, I thought I knew what struggling was until I was really struggling this last time. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know what the good thing is? Is that you got to experience it. Yeah. And so that negative and that stuff, what it, what is going to help you is when you find your recovery, it's going to help you to not only help other people who are dealing with what you dealt with, but it's also going to help other people who don't know how to deal with people that were what 
that are dealing with what you used to deal with. And you can help both of them. You can teach others how to help others. And you can teach others who are suffering what you to overcome. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I looked at. I mean, think about it. The first chapter of Acts, all they were looking for is, hey, you know what? We need to replace Judas. But after that, they didn't continue to keep bringing up Judas. Why? Because we got over that. We learned from that. Yep. And we got over that. Brother Elliot, come on. I know you got something, man. You got, you got, he's just, hmm. I mean, he's right now like a lion. He sees some prey. I mean, he's just, he's just prowling, man. He just want to jump on something. Come on, tell me something, Tanner. You know. Elliot, sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say Tanner. Go ahead, El. You know, the other day I read something and it says that failure isn't fatal. And I like that because, yes, I'm going to fail, Brother Solis, because I'm human. Right. Yeah. But in the end, I got to understand that I am not alone. My mm. failure won't defeat me because I learned that I can pick myself back up and keep on going, knowing that other people understand my problem because they have dealt with this also. I like how you said that because I was thinking about the same thing. I was thinking like the Bible does say so it's in the book of James that we must confess our sins to one another and pray for each other. That way we, we can be edified together, that we can grow together. And so I agree with you. We need we need people. We need to be around people of God. That way we can be edified together. Oh, he out here getting in the book of James. Oh, he can, he, he right up my alley, okay? He right up my alley. But James says we have not because what? We, we ask, ask not. not. We ask not. He didn't say because you're not a Bible scholar. He didn't say because you don't have faith. He says simply because you don't ask. How am I, gonna, how am I supposed to get help if I don't open my mouth? That's simply what he's telling us. We don't have these things, and we, we're, we, we don't have victory in our life because we're not opening our mouth. Brother Thomas Patterson, I, I'll, I'll forever give him credit for this because when I first started, you know, my walk with God, he told me this, and I thank God that he told me this at, the, at that time, and it has pierced, it plagued me, brother. All right, brother, you changed my life. <laughs> Jesus is a gentleman, the perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on nobody. Yep. You're going to have to invite him in. There's a reason in Revelation he says he knocks on the door, not pushes open the door, not kicks open the door, not pick a booze and boop. Like, man, how'd you get up in here? <laughs> like, what? No, he knocks. Why is he knocking? Because he doesn't want to force himself on us. He's not. And it says he simply wants to come in and sup with us. Not judge us. Not tear us down. But he wants to sit down and supper. Well, what happens when you sit down and eat at the table with somebody? What do y'all tend to do? Talk. He just wants to talk with you. But as long as you don't answer that door and you don't open up, as James was saying, if you don't open your mouth and open up, you're never going to get what you need. We have not because we ask not. And that nobody will understand, that's what it's doing. It's contradicting that verse. It's saying that verse does not exist. And that verse does not work. But we have to confess our faults one to another. 
this is a fault. This ain't of God for me to be living in depression. Mm-hmm. It's not God's will for me to be living in victimhood. It's not God's will for me to be living in insecurity. That's not the will of God. But I need to confess my fault. I need to reach out to somebody and say, you know what, man, I'm, I've been tripping. I've been stripping, uh, uh, slipping. I've been, I've been doing all that, you know, all, all this. I've been struggling. And now, brothers and sisters, it's time for us to start assisting those people. Quit judging those people. You Look at your hands if you think that you got it all together. Tell me where the hoe's at. Why are we still baptizing people in Jesus' name if, if you're the one that got it all figured out? Why aren't we baptizing them in your name? You know, I, I, ain't, you know, I ain't shooting no slugs at anybody, but come on, we got to start assisting these people. Mm-hmm. I'm only as strong as you, Tanner. You know, there's a mindset that I had in, had in the world. You know what that mindset was? What was it? We had our, own, uh, we had our little clique. And I used to tell them, if one of us falls, then we all fall. Why don't we get that mindset in the church? Why don't we develop that mindset in the church? Why am I letting my brother be defeated and me just walk around like I got it together? Yeah, I may not be depressed, but what, what, what am I dealing with pornography? Just because I ain't up his alley and just because I ain't fighting the things that he's fighting doesn't mean that I, it's better. What about I'm gossiping? Does that make me even better than the person uh, dealing with anxiety? No. So much that he's about to just blow his brains out? No. No. We got to start getting that mindset, man. We in this thing together. I don't got it figured out. You don't got it figured out. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He didn't say, I am a lamp unto my feet and I am a light unto my path. He said, your word is. And that's what we need to come together and understand that it is him who's going to be the light. Because we're in this darkness and we don't know where to go. Why else would you need a lamp if you're, if you're not in darkness? You don't need a lamp in the sun, do you? Mm-hmm. So apparently he's, he's surrounded by darkness. And just like you're feeling so isolated. And it's going to be him who's going to help us out. And so we need to come on, brothers and sisters. We need to start realizing and assisting. Mm-hmm. I'm only as strong as you. And if you fall, then I'll fall. whoop de doo if I'm still in the church and somebody backslides. What does that make me? Did I reach out to that person? Did I try to help that person? Those are the questions that I should be asking. I shouldn't be walking around. I knew he was going to backslide. We got to get up off that boat, man. If you have that mentality, maybe the church ain't for you. I read a post that blew, I mean, it blew my mind. I don't know. I think I'm still picking up my pieces of my brain. It said, Jesus Christ treated Judas so well that the other 11 didn't even know that he was going to betray them. Wow. How am I supposed to be treating you? Show me in the Bible when Jesus Christ treated Judas like trash, knowing that he was going to betray them. Not once. Why am I treating my brother like trash? Because I think he's going to backslide. Why am I treating my brother like trash? If I know he's struggling mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. We are ambassadors of Christ. 
That ain't an ambassador of Christ. That's an ambassador of Satan. I'll say it. Cancel me. Do whatever you want to. But we got to get up off that gas. It's time to run on empty if we gassed up on that. But even Jesus Christ was our example. He didn't treat that man no better just because he had it figured out and he knew that he was going to betray him and he knew that he was just going to, he was going to fail. He didn't treat him no different. I shouldn't be walking around with that mindset. He didn't even tell Peter to have that mindset. He did not tell any of them when he ascended or when he resurrected. He didn't tell any of them to treat people like that. And you know what? Keep, Keep putting Judas's name out there and let the whole world know that he's a betrayer. It tells us that in the gospel, and that's about it. Why? Because you know what? Things are going to happen, but it shouldn't be always be in our mouth. I shouldn't have that mindset, man. It's time to start helping one another. That's the only way we get stronger. That's the only way that lie exists. That nobody will understand. It only exists because we do not know how to help one another. And we are feeding that thing. And we are, are killing the weeds that are growing in that garden. And we're making sure it's, it's got all the nutrient it needs to, to continue to grow. And we're, we're taking good care of that when we start doing that. But when people, what did you say? What blew your mind about when you came to church? People are nice. Being a homosexual. Throw that out there. People are nice to me. But but what did you believe? That they they hate me. They judge you, right? Yeah. They hate you. You're going to hell. Yeah. You don't belong here. Mm-hmm. But when you went in there and what say it again. People are photo love. So what did that do to your mind? Blew it. <laughs> Blew it up. What about they did hate you? What would it have done to your mind? I don't know. It would have kept you where you were. Don't hear it from me. Hear from a man that experienced it. Mm -hmm. A man who was isolated. A man who felt that he couldn't talk to nobody because nobody was going to understand him. Mm -hmm. Hear it from a young man that believed that lie and built a house around that lie and would wake up and ask that lie, what do I need to do today? No, he didn't look in the mirror, but his actions did it. Mm -hmm. The actions were telling that thing, what do I need to do? To continue to feed you and continue to keep you in my life. What do I need to do to take good care of you? But if people were to treat him the same way that his mind was telling him that they would, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be on this podcast. We wouldn't even know who Tanner Lopez is. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I'm saying that. And this ain't even in my notes. I, I, I sent Tanner and Ellie in my notes. This ain't in my notes. Mm-hmm. But this is what I feel about the Holy Ghost. Is This is what we need to do. As a church, man, we need to have that mindset. If one falls, we all fall. Now, come on. Y'all looking at me crazy now, man. Help me out here. I'm just listening, man. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Elliot, I know you had something that, that, that you wanted to add to this. Yeah. Um, when you're asking about the experiences you you um asked Tanner, but you didn't really ask. You didn't ask me. I was waiting this whole. Well, you've been 40 like, hey minutes. man, they talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I I have had experience with this, and it was um, and it is pornography, and um, 
for a long time I have dealt with this and the lie that Satan put in my mind is nobody will understand. So for years, Brother Solis and Tanner, I had this hidden hidden in me, and because of it being hidden in me, I dealt with it more and more each day. But um, it took me one day to talk to Brother Solis, um, and um, it was, I don't know when it was, but um, I asked if he could pray for me that day, and from there really has faded away because I have defeated the thought of nobody will understand because he he understands because we we are all human here. We are not perfect. Yeah. We all deal with things that other people deal with too. And that is a great lie too that nobody will understand because People do understand, and um, we let we let we really do let Satan handicap us with that, yeah. because, like you said, Tanner, it isolates us. It puts us in a closet, puts us alone. But when we're on, t- when we're all together in unity, we can defeat this together. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be open about it. No. I'll- I remember that day. It was actually a night. We had actually had night service. And Elliot, we, well, I mean, we had a good move of God. And he could have just allowed that lie, you know, to stay there. But he, he pulled me and we went outside of the church. And he says, I've been dealing with pornography. Like I wanted, and, and I'd give this credit to Brother Sanchez, and I know he's not going to mind. He, he tells me, I was like, brother, if I tell you something, hey, it's the word of God. It's not mine. But it's James 5 and 16, and we say the last part all the time. But look, you didn't, not, you, you didn't even know or probably understand that you were fulfilling the word of God when you, what you did. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. That's what he did that day. He came to me and he told me, Brother Solis, what was his fault? Pornography. Mm-hmm. And then he said, can you pray for me? Then the Bible says that ye may be healed. Mm-hmm. Not when you keep it to yourself, but it says confess and then pray. And then you will be healed. This this right here, the end part is, like I said, this is the one that we always like to quote. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Mm-hmm. But how is it going to avail it much? much? When I confess and I pray for one another. Look, what is James telling us? Again, what did I just tell us? We got to start helping one another. Just because, look, I dealt with pornography before I even came to church. I didn't, I didn't deal with pornography in the church, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't discredit. Did I judge you? I didn't judge him. I didn't tell him, dude, what are you doing? You grew up in church. You're an idiot. I didn't tell him that. I guarantee you the lies were telling you probably that you couldn't talk to nobody because that's what they were going to do, huh? Yes, sir. So let me get in this cave. 
I felt this in the Lord bad, man. Let me get in this cave. And let me hide in this cave. Because if I open my mouth, people are going to judge me. So let me just hide. I can't talk to Brother Solis and I can't talk to Pastor because they think so highly of me. And here I am. I'm in misery. When nobody's around, I'm looking at things that I shouldn't be looking at. I'm going to Instagram pages that I shouldn't be going at. And then you get in this cave and it's just, it surrounds you, man. Think about it. When you're in the cave, there's only one entrance, man. And so when you get in it, you're just surrounded by it. And you're just, you can't avoid it, man. It's behind you. It's beside you. Everything It's on top of you. You're just surrounded by it. And you're constantly hearing those lies in your mind. But the only way out of it is forward. It's finally confessing it, going straight to the mouth of it and saying, you know what? You don't control me no more. I'm going to find help. Look, it, 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 I'm, I'm in tears right now, man. If you are somebody who's been lied to and by yourself or other people, whatever, that you believe that you cannot talk to nobody, that's what it is. There is people out there that can help you. And I thank God. I thank God that he put me in a position to understand that my young people, that they can come to me and be honest because I understand that there's other people that they, they put on this big old front for people that they can't even be talked to. You can't, you're too high for me to reach. But I know when I look in the mirror, I'm just a man just like him. I'm just like him. There ain't nothing different be, between me and him. I, can, I could fall victim to that too. I got to be wise enough to that. I got to be stronger than that. And to know that. And I ever more prayed for that young man. And ever since then, I haven't treated him no different, have I? No, sir. I haven't treated him different. Mm-mm. Why? Because I understand that you can overcome. And little did he know that he was fulfilling scripture just by opening his mouth and confessing. And then we prayed, right? Yes, sir. We prayed right there. I didn't say, you know what? I didn't do that old, uh, that, old uh, that Pentecostal lie. Oh, yeah, brother, I'll pray for you. And never pray for him. I said, no. I learned that again from Brother Sanchez. He'll tell you too. He said, no, nah, man, I quit doing that. I'd start praying for people right then and there, man. If they, if they want to, they ask me for prayer, I'm going to pray for right while. Because I'll get busy and I'll forget. Mm-hmm. And he's right. And so we prayed. Mm-hmm. We prayed. Y'all got anything else y'all want to share? I'm going to save my story for that for the next episode. Oh, I'm going to keep y'all engaged. Uh-uh. Okay, Tanner got something to, to share, but it's for the next podcast. Yes, it is. Well, my brothers and my sisters, y'all already know. The coffee's running low, and we got to go. We love y'all. Stay encouraged. You can win this fight.